Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley with the Burning Daylight Podcast. If you ever wanted to make a podcast, well, Spotify's got a platform that makes that lets you make one super easily. And then you can distribute it everywhere and even earn money. All in one place for free. It's called Spotify for, for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from the phone or computer. Uh, so no matter what uh, your setup is like, you can uh, start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And uh, if you like my show, Fence Post Politics with my buddy Aaron, that's the place to watch it because it's all video all the time. And we uh, like we share videos, we comment on videos, we share news articles and uh, and funny memes. So um, it's pretty cool. Um, and also, if you want to take your conversations to uh, with your fans to the next level, uh, your question and answer answer and polls are the best way to get them talking you can attach that to your your podcast there and, and you get your you get you know valuable interactions with your fan your fans and uh <clears throat> with spotify for podcasters you can earn money in a variety of ways including ads and podcast subscriptions and best of all it's totally free with no catch and that's uh that that is true um, <laughs> supposed to do a testimonial here, um, but anyways, this is the the podcast I use or the podcast uh host that I use. I like Spotify. They're uh they're very good on just letting you do your thing, uh with uh with no catch to it. Uh, there's a good reason why Joe Rogan hosts podcasts on Spotify and, and this is uh this is a great way to get started if you if you've ever thought about starting a podcast this is where I would send anybody to go um <clears throat> best thing you can do is just download the Spotify for podcasters app or you can go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started and yeah if you've ever thought about just doing a podcast or if you're tired of paying a monthly service that uh, doesn't seem to do much for you, Spotify podcasters is your spot. So uh, go to spotify.com slash podcasters or download the app today. Well, my daddy left home when I was three and he didn't leave much to Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Howdy there. I'm Matt McKinley and we're burning daylight. Good morning, everyone. Happy Father's Day to all you daddios out there. It's uh, going to be another warm one here in northwest Nevada. And, uh, boy, it sure cools off at night and... I'm wearing a vest this morning, but I'm guessing here in about, oh, 45 minutes or so, I won't, won't really need it, but I'm going to wear it anyways. It's got, got a bunch of pockets, so I carry all my stuff, especially now that I'm talking to you lovely folks every day, so i got to have some, some space to carry my equipment, even though my equipment's not... Oh, uh, it's about like a pack of gum. It's about as big as it is. And uh, 
I've been pleased with the audio quality of it. Uh, seems uh, seems like everyone I've talked to agrees that it's it's uh, it's coming out pretty good. So now uh, once I get to fine tuning my my editing skills, it'd be like I've been doing this for years. So uh, thanks for bearing with me and uh, following along. It sure means a lot, and I. Uh, I'm pretty humbled by by the attention we've got, and uh, and humbled in a good way. I it's just been awesome interacting with everybody, and uh, let's uh, let's keep it up. I like I said yesterday, I'm I'm really having a good time with this this whole venture, and uh, let's uh, let's keep it going. So I think. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a show every day until Thursday. I think Thursday will be the last show for the week, and uh, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna take take a couple days off and start back next Sunday. Just do a five day a week uh, format. It works a little better for me because uh, it's hard getting getting stuff recorded when when I'm at home with the kids running around and uh and all that it just uh, it makes it a little a little tougher to put out content as you noticed i was uh, pretty late getting the episode up yesterday but so forgive me about that but i'm gonna just kind of for the most part stick to my normal work schedule and i'll, I'll talk to you while i'm while i'm working here at my day job so uh hopefully that works for everybody and if not well i guess it's too bad that's what i'm gonna do and uh as much as i'd love to talk to you every day i don't want it to get stale so that's that's how we're gonna do it and uh but keep keep tuning in i don't know if it always gonna be be interesting for you but it should be entertaining and uh, once again thanks for everything I got my uh, got my new d-bag hat in the mail yesterday so shout out to Josh and uh, don't be a gunsel uh, pretty cool hat looks good fits nice and uh, you can see it on the, it's the cover photo for yesterday's episode and uh yeah go check them out go get one for yourself they also sent me a bunch of stickers which i have uh i've just looked through i haven't really done much with them i've tried to horn in anything just to kind of hide them so i don't know if you if you got kids you know how how crazy they go over any kind of sticker so i've been trying to trying to keep it hidden from them so they don't go to waste because also if uh, you know kids they'll put a sticker on their arm and then oh roughly three and a half seconds later it'll be on the floor mashed into the to the carpet <clears throat> and so then you just pretty well have to trash it so rather than that happening I've uh, 
I kept the box in my pickup and uh, I'll, uh, I'll post a few pictures up later today. So today I'm riding my little Maggie mare, little filly. She's, uh, she's taking some big steps out today. She's, she's raring to go and uh, kind of got her head up. I, I put her back in the Bozelle. I, I thought maybe she would, uh, she'd be ready for the first snaffle bit so I can kind of, kind of get her head a little bit, but she just didn't really respond very well. So I'm going back to the, to the Hackamore and, uh, and horsehair reins. And she, uh, she just responds a little better that way. So whatever works for her is going to work for me however however it takes to uh, to get along with them is is my favorite method so i've had a lot of people ask me what my my favorite bit was or you know over the years they, they what's your favorite bit what's your favorite saddle all that and uh as far as the uh, the bit goes i just uh whatever whatever the horse likes i like and uh there's there's some horses where you can get along with a snaffle bit, and uh, and they get along just fine, and they uh, they respond much if uh, much the same if if they were broke to uh, you know a port or even a spade bit you know just very light in the mouth and very responsive, and so those those kind of horses I. I if that's what they like, I'll ride them in a snaffle till the day they die. Uh, some some will run right through a snaffle bit, and you need to get a little more leverage on them. And uh, and there's here like like little Maggie. She just didn't like the bit at all. I tried it for a couple of days in a row, and and she responded well enough, but just you know it was more of a fight. And she's just a lot more calm and relaxed right now with the the Bozelle and uh, actually more responsive too so that's how we're gonna that's how we're gonna play it maybe one one day in the future we'll uh we'll drop a bit in her mouth but for right now we're gonna we're gonna ride her in a in a hackamore uh, i talked to my dad this morning called him to uh, wish him a happy father's day and he is uh He's feeling pretty good this morning, a little sore. He went on a big trail ride type deal this weekend for uh, old Billy. I mentioned him before. Billy turned 80 earlier this year, and uh, but he, he turned 80 in the middle of winter. So they waited to do his, uh, his inaugural uh, I don't know if you call it inaugural, but his uh, his birthday celebratory ride. They uh, <clears throat> they did a two day deal where they rode from Syracuse, Kansas, where Billy lives, to uh, Coolidge, Kansas, which is uh, most uh, most popularly known as where cousin Eddie lives in the original Family Vacation movie, and uh, and there. They got it pretty spot on for, for Coolidge, Kansas. Uh, 
Coolidge used to be a pretty pretty wild and crazy place back in the, the frontier days. Uh, when when Wyatt Earp moved into Dodge City and uh, started cleaning up that town a little bit, uh, they kind of moved some of the brothels and and places of ill repute over to a place they called Trail City, which is uh, just just a little little ways from Coolidge, Kansas, a couple miles from there. And uh, there was there was a railhead, so they drove their cattle there and. Uh, and then all the cowboys went into town to to do their do their thing. They're drinking and whoring and gambling. And uh, but then that, like a lot of those railroad towns, they uh, the railroad passed them by, and now uh, there's only about 100 people that live there. So they they saddled up and they they rode from Syracuse to Coolidge. Which, if you follow the highway, is about 14 miles, but I think they went the river road following the Arkansas River, and that that adds a few miles. So it was, it was 15 or 16 miles, I believe, they rode. And and then the next day, they they started back at at Syracuse, and, uh, and then they rode from there to Kendall, Kansas, which is another, like, 12-mile ride, depending on, on your route, but... He said they had a good time. Uh, Billy had wanted his horse to look real shiny for that ride. He'd got a, he just bought a new horse here uh, this winter, I believe. His, his other horse, Brownie, that he had for quite a while was, he got so crippled up, they finally had to put him down and Billy was pretty, pretty put out about it. But he got this new horse and I guess he was pretty proud of him, and he won. He'd been feeding him, feeding him some kind of high energy, high protein type stuff to to make sure he was good and shiny for the for the ride. And apparently, he he was feeling a little fresh too. And he went pitching with Bill. He never did throw him or anything, but he uh, he didn't get along with his his horse that that first day very well uh, but i guess he looked good though so that 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 is the important part but he said they they had a good time and they had quite a few people there and uh and i told my told him about this this little podcast venture i'm on and i sent him the link and he is pretty excited to to be on the show so we'll uh we'll have him on here in the real near future soon as I, I get some this recording phone calls figured out I've been been doing a little research and I've got it narrowed down to a couple apps I want to try and then I'm gonna have to uh, do a couple test phone calls to to see how the audio is but that is coming here shortly I promise you and you'll get to you get to hear a little conversation with the man, the myth, the legend, Wesley McKinley. So, I know you're excited for it, as well you should be. He's a, he's a good time, he's a good listen. So, we got that coming real soon. And, uh, and he's pretty excited about it, so, so it should be good. So, I hate to, uh, to harp on Elizabeth Warren too much because I, I just I, 
uh, she doesn't need any more attention really but the i was looking through the news today before i went out to feed horses and the the main headline on the drudge report was well let me look at it here i believe just so i can get the wording correct for the headline it was warren rising warren rising so apparently she has been polling in second place in these like early uh primary states uh iowa and nevada and and few other places new hampshire but she's it says that she is polling in second place just right behind oh uh creepy uncle joe biden and I don't know how much I believe that because these are the same pollsters that told us that Hillary Clinton had a 99% chance of winning the 2016 presidential election. And we all know how that turned out. She she won the popular vote by about 3 million people, but she lost a majority of the states and it was a landslide in the, in the electoral, uh, electoral college. So... Uh, those pollsters had it all wrong last go, so I, I don't know how much I would, I, how much faith I would put in any of those numbers. That, because the main reason I say that is I can think of maybe one person within my uh, my circle of friends and you know like social media network, which isn't saying a whole lot, but. There's enough people there to give you a pretty decent example, and uh, enough of them that are that follow politics well enough to know who she is. And I, th I think maybe there was one person, as a gal that I, I grew up with, uh, who really kind of she turned into a very left-wing type of person, which is kind of strange coming from you know back of county Colorado. Uh, but anyway, I think that that particular gal may be the only person I've I've heard speak of uh, Elizabeth Warren in a in a favorable light. I know she she was pretty well respected uh, within you know Democratic circles uh, until the, the the whole Pocahontas deal. Which, if anybody's not familiar with it she has claimed for the majority of her life to be part native american or american indian and uh because that's as she'll say uh, that's how i learned from my my daddy and my mama and that's what i i believed and uh and now she uh she got called out a while ago for it being possibly a lie and and she she stood by it for for quite a while, and uh, but if if you if you've ever seen her, she she is uh, she is about the whitest person you will meet, and uh, <laughs> and so it was hard to believe before you know all these accusations came out. But she I mean she ran with it. She she listed uh, Native American on her uh texas bar license when she took that she got hired at harvard law school because 
of it as uh, under uh, like an affirmative action type deal where she claimed to be Native American and uh, so that met their diversity quota I suppose and but she, she used it to uh, to get into law school and she has she has touted it ever since and uh, and has really benefited financially and uh, you know in in influence and power because of it and uh, and she even wrote a, a Native American cookbook and uh, I'm gonna look that up right now so I don't get the name wrong but she wrote a a Native American cookbook uh, that she, uh, you know, it was recipes, family recipes that were all of Native American origin, and it is called Cooking Pow Wow Chow, a Native American cookbook by Elizabeth Warren. Pow Wow Chow, <laughs> which, going back to it, like I said before, that is like the whitest, and I'm not going to call it racist, because it's not racist, she's not, she's actually trying to celebrate it, but you could call it cultural cultural appropriation if you believe in that sort of nonsense, but at the very least, it's kind of one of those cringe-worthy deals, because <laughs> if you knew any, like, actual natives... Uh, which we have, uh, you know, we have a pretty large uh, Native American population in the next valley over. There's uh, the the Paiute tribe, and there's reservation and whatnot. And uh, I, uh, of all those, all the natives that I have met, there is not a single one of them I can think of that would that would look at a title like Pow Wow Chow and be like, "Yep, that 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 sounds about right." what I, I would be into as a as a Native American individual. <laughs> so it's like the the widest caricature of uh of what uh it's a caricature of what a white person would consider to be, you know uh indicative of Native American culture. <laughs> and uh, you know how big chief would you like some powwow chow? Uh, we got some pemmican on the boil right now. <laughs> Three wampum for a bowl. <laughs> I, I just I, I can't I can't get over it. <laughs> so I have, I'm completely changing my course of thought from the start of this segment. That I think we should give Elizabeth Warren. All the publicity, every bit of it. Just the more we can get her out there making a jackass of herself, the the better chance it's gonna be for her to to uh, to run against Donald Trump in the actual presidential election. And I think that will be uh, just a glorious massacre <laughs> by the president of the United States. And I mean massacre verbally, of course. <laughs> yes, a verbal massacre. Because, as you've noticed, Donald Trump is not one to talk policy. He, uh, that it is not his strong suit, but he is the master of the insult and, and of trolling. <laughs> and, uh, 
the 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 more we can do to get Elizabeth Warren on the debate stage against Donald J. Trump and nobody else, uh, that that is going to be just magical. And I, I uh, so if if you can retweet anything that Elizabeth Warren does and like spin it in a positive light, uh, do it. I think I'm going to do that. So go go follow me on Twitter. I'm gonna I'm gonna promote the shit out of Elizabeth Warren, and uh, and hopefully we can get her on the on the debate stage with Donald Trump. And it has nothing to do with the the health of the country or uh, or you know what who I want to win. I just want it for the sheer comedy. <laughs> I I've lost uh, pretty much all faith in uh, government being able to do anything. Uh, so at this point, I I am just a spectator at a comedy show, and uh, and it it has not been disappointing in the very least. So let's uh, let's make Elizabeth Warren great again. Ah, <laughs> uh, this it's just too good. It is too good. I I don't know if you guys are enjoying it as much as I am, but I I am thoroughly entertained by it. And uh, just the prospect of a of a Warren Trump debate, it just it makes me smile. It'll be like Christmas for for 18 months if uh, <laughs> if she ends up with the presidential nomination. So, yep, go go follow me on Twitter. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna really uh, preach preach the Elizabeth Warren message. Today's show is brought to you, once again, by the D-Bags. Don't be a Gunsel. And um, I've had a few comments on what a Gunsel is. And uh, typically a Gunsel is kind of described as somebody who looks like a cowboy, dresses like a cowboy, but overall don't know what the fuck they're doing. And, uh, and they're pretty prevalent anywhere you go and some people have different names for them depending on what line of work you're in but for us in the cowboy world we call them a gunsel but anyway don't be a gunsel is it's a website started to uh started with the working cowboy who has a sense of humor in mind and they also have line of merch that you can buy uh they got some hats and some stickers and uh, a coffee mug uh, you can find them at Don't Be a Gunsel on Instagram and Facebook. And uh, if you go buy any of their merch, make sure you use the promo code Burning Daylight and get 10% off. It'll help them out. That'll help me out, and you get some cool shit for a little bit cheaper. And their prices are already pretty cheap. So go, I'll go check them out, support them, and uh, use the Burning uh, Burning Daylight promo code B U R N I N. D-A-Y-L-I-G-H-T. I uh, I spelled the daylight wrong yesterday because uh, I'm a fucking hand, that's why. But anyway, go check them out. Don't be a gunsel. So I had a couple people tell me they really enjoyed uh, learning a little bit about the cowboy lifestyle. You know, they, they're not in it, not around it. So, uh, But they said they were learning a lot. Uh, from me, so for all of you cow hands, this is going to be kind of 
kind of a snooze fest for you, but um, I guess talk about a little bit about my gear. Uh, I ride a, a swell pork saddle, which means uh, in the front end below your, your saddle horn, the, it sticks out to the side of ways, and, and those are called swells, where a slick fork, uh, it just, there, there's no swells there. And uh, so that's, that's why they call it a slick fork or like an A-frame or a weight or all not necessarily the same thing, but they're kind of the interchangeable, interchangeable terms for a saddle tree with no swells. And so I, I ride a swell fork just kind of, I've always have. I've, I've owned a wade and I liked it. But I, I just, I feel a little better with a set of swells in front of me because I ride a lot of young horses, so I like to be able to, to get my legs under those swells if something busts in two. And uh, not that you can't, can't do it with a, a wade or a slick fork. A lot of people that do, and they, you know, even without putting buck and rolls on there, or squaw tits as we call them, they, uh, they still ride, ride a lot of bronchi type horses with, uh, with a, a slick fork and and more power to them i i could if i needed to but i i just prefer swells and uh and the tree i'm riding is called a low moose and it's more of a it's kind of an arizona type rig i believe is where it kind of originated i know it's it's, it's kind of popular down in that region and uh so it's a little it's more of a lower seat. A lot of your, a lot of your ranch uh, saddles will have a real deep seat, especially on the, on the slick forks. They, uh, you'll have like a, a five or a six inch cannel, and uh, and I call them a, like a shovel cannel or something. But you you sit way deep in it, and uh, where my seat's a little flatter, but the way it's built it, it kind of like locks you in and I ride a little smaller seat than uh, than somebody else my size might but it's it's so I can I can get underneath my swells and and get a good seat and uh, there's not much not much wiggle room between my butt and the cannel so that's why I ride what I ride and like I said this one that kind of Kind of locks you down in there. It feels like you're you're strapped in almost. And uh, so that that's that's the tree I, I ride. And it's also what we call a seat rig saddle because it's uh, that your stirrup leathers come through a slot in the in the skirt of the saddle, and uh, and then your your stirrup leathers come through that slot and they lay over the top of that. Uh, your your top skirt and it gives what the idea behind that is it gives you a, a wider range of motion with your stirrups so uh, you can you can get your feet to the front if you need to whether it to be to, to spur something in the shoulder or uh, or just to, you know regain your balance and I, I really like a seat rig saddle it just it, it gives you Gives you a little more mobility with your feet, and uh, and since I I use a lot of leg cues on my horses, so I, I try to stay out of their face. 
I, uh, I try to tell them what I want to do very lightly with my hands and then then use foot pressure to, to finish that movement and and the greater range of motion with these uh, seat rigs is, is nice for that and so this it's all uh, cowboy gear buckaroo gear just like anything else in life it's it's all about personal preference how how you learned and how you grew up and uh, trial and error I like I said I, I rode a I waited for a while and I liked it it was comfortable as hell and it fit my horse good but I just I prefer a set of swells in front of me because that's just how I how I grew up that's the style of saddle I rode and it's what I'm most comfortable so a flat seat with a big front end and uh, the one I have now has got a four inch cannel and my next one that I'm gonna have made I'm gonna I'm gonna do a a Sid special tree and uh, but I'm only gonna have like a like a two and a half or a three inch cannel so it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot lower of a seat than, than what I have now and uh, it's gonna be but it'll be the, the way they'll build the ground seat it'll be so you can kick your feet forward and sit back in the saddle you know it's uh, as you tip typically how your ranch saddles are built is to put your feet forward and sit back because you're it's designed to be to sit in all day and and be comfortable whereas like your team roping saddles and your barrel saddles uh your stirrups are going to set more be straight below you uh especially on the, on your team roping saddles because you're going to be standing up to throw your loop and they're they're not designed to be to, to be rode all day i know i know plenty of people that do ride that kind of saddle all day long so it's not that they can't but they're they're designed for for roping in the arena that's um, that, that's what they're designed for and so therefore your your stirrups are more underneath you so you can so you can stand up and get your you know when you when you go to throw your loop and, and get give you a better shot and your ranch your ranch style saddles your your feet are going to be kicked more out in front of you so it's it makes it more comfortable to sit <clears throat> sit a horseback all day long, which is what we do typically. So there's a kind of a little explanation about my my tack for all you newbies out there. Uh, as far as bits go, like I said, I'm still learning on this Vaquero Buckaroo type gear, uh, but so I don't I can't really speak a whole lot to that. I know. Like the ideal horse in the in the California Buckaroo Vaquero uh, tradition is uh, is with a, a spade bit in their mouth and a Romel rein, and you you're just you're giving just more cues than anything. You're not you're not pulling on their head. You're just you're picking up your reins one way or the other and just very light pressure on their neck and uh and then they you know they can feel that in their mouth uh, you know horses horses mouth is very sensitive and a spade bit is has got a great big spoon uh and it's and it's a solid piece mouthpiece solid cheeks so there's there's not much lateral movement to it so you've got to be real light 
on it because there's a ton of leverage, a lot of weight. Uh, and I, I've never, I've never personally rode one myself, but uh, that's that's the idea behind it. Is you want your horse broke enough to uh, and responsive enough that you you can put a spade bit in their mouth and uh, and you can you can control that horse well enough that you don't have to uh, put hardly any pressure on the reins and and they'll they'll do what you want them to do. Um, for me personally, I my ideal. A uh, bit for you know a finished a broke finished horse would be just like a a solid solid uh, cheek solid mouthpiece port you know like a high port or a, a spoon uh, so it'd be somewhat similar to a spade bit just less less severe and uh, but it, it's the same same principle. By the by, the time they get to that point, you you don't want to be pulling on their head all the time. Uh, like you want them to be very light in the mouth, so so you can be light with your hands. And then of course you're you're using foot pressure all the time to to uh, enhance the cues that you're giving with your hands. So uh, that that's ideal. For, for me, like an outside ranch type horse, uh, finished finished ranch horse, that's, for me, that's kind of the end all, be all, is, or that, that's, that's what you're striving towards, is, uh, is a, uh, like a high port with solid cheeks, solid mouthpiece, and, uh, and split reins. I, I, I don't ride Romel reins yet. Uh, I, I prefer split reins. That's what I've always used. And for for all you noobs, um, Romel rein is uh, they're typically made out of rawhide. They're very expensive, especially good ones. And uh, and they're very intricate. But because they're very intricate, it takes a lot of time and a lot of work to uh, to braid all that. So they're they're very expensive. And uh, and so what it is is it's it's more of a I guess it's like a three-piece deal, but when it's all rigged up, it's uh it's like a almost like a rope and rein, which is you know just a single rein that goes from one side of the bit over the horse's neck to the other side of the bit, and then so you have that with like a a popper attached to it. So you have a a little uh, a short, short piece of, single piece of rain, and if we're talking Romels, they're, um, they're braided, obviously, but, so you have the piece that goes from one, one side of the bit over the horse's neck to the other side of the bit, and then you've got a little tail that's, I don't know, probably three foot long or so, and then it's got, at the end of that, it's got a leather popper, which is just a, a long wide piece of leather that's doubled over and then you know sewn into place so there now there's two pieces of leather that pop against each other so therefore called a popper and that's that's what uh you know a finished bridle horse would be be rode with is a you know a spade bit and uh romel reins and then of course you'd have a 
like I said, that the spade bit can be very, very severe when used improperly. And so you typically don't want to lead them by that, by the bridle with that type of bit. You really don't want to lead them too much with a bit in their mouth anyways, but especially with a spade bit like that. So uh, typically they'll have a, a get down rope, which is usually made, of, made out of uh, horse hair. And it ties right around the neck, right behind the, the horse's jaw. And then you, you, you tuck the end of it into your, into your belt. And then when you step down, you can lead them by that rather than by the bit. So whereas uh, split reins is two pieces of leather. And I, I, I ride with reins that are 5 eighths of an inch wide by usually eight foot long some they they vary just depending on the hide and who makes them but uh i bought a, a couple really nice pair the other day they're five eighths eight and a half foot long and uh and they had weighted ends and so they they've got good feel to them and that that's what i i prefer to ride if uh if i'm riding with a bit in their mouth uh, but like I said, it's all, all personal preference. Some, some people like, uh, like rawhide, some people like horse hair, some people like yacht rope, and most everybody likes something different depending on what horse they're riding and what they're doing. So it's, it's very, very individually specific, uh, you know, to the horse and the rider. And, and it goes with pretty well all gear across the board so uh i know a lot of a lot of you cow hands have, have snoozed off by now but for everybody else that don't know i mean it's, it's kind of one of the reasons i uh i started this deal because when when i moved out here to nevada i didn't know much about the different buckaroo gear and the, the purpose for it it all seemed silly to me uh, and I didn't know that there was that much deviation uh, in styles between the the different cow hands across the country and the world. So it was uh, it was a good lear learning experience for me, and uh, so I hope it is for everybody else too that's just not not real well versed in the in the cowboy culture. And uh, so I, ho I hope you're, you're learning something and. Uh, and I'm sure there's some stuff that I've got wrong, but I don't mean to. So, if you got any corrections for me, uh, you can send them. Whether I look at them or not is a different story. Uh, yeah, I'll look at them. Whether I respond to them is a different story. But I, I typically look about everything at about everything that gets sent my way. But anyway, I hope you learned a little bit, and uh, I think I'm gonna wrap there. It's. Uh, been a quick episode uh but i think you'll like it i got a pretty good laugh um i haven't decided on the music for the day but i hope you liked the the song yesterday from uh mr ian munsick he was uh he was a real cool guy to visit with you know just very briefly over over direct message but he he got back to me just real quick and i uh, i was impressed and i i really liked his music he's uh his, from what I saw, I only had the one album. It was about five songs, and uh, but it was it was quality stuff. Uh, 
from what I gather, he's from Wyoming, and Wyoming's one of those states that, kind of like Oklahoma, they catch a lot of shit because nobody lives there and and whatnot, and it's windy as hell, but I, it's, it's as beautiful a place I've ever been to, and uh, I've yet to meet a, a Wyoming person that, that I didn't like. So, you know, University of Wyoming was my one of our big rivals at Colorado State and uh, so I interacted with a lot of a lot of Wyoming people and I've got some good friends from there and and I, I think they're 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 great folks overall and uh, and I'm sure they're they're gonna hate me for saying it but you should go visit sometime it's it's it is some of the prettiest country you'll ever see but don't move there uh, they, they like it keeping it small and rural and they like keeping all the all the left-wing yahoos out. So go visit Mon or Wyoming, but do not move there. Uh, if you if you want to move somewhere beautiful and uh, and spread your your non-traditional uh, politics and left-wing culture, move back to California. They'll accept you readily there. So anyway, that's it for me today. Uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at MickerMac85. Facebook is Matt McKinley, and you can find the show page at Burning Daylight on Facebook, at Burning Daylight on Instagram. Go give me a go give me a follow. Uh, find the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and uh, still waiting on Apple, but we'll get there. And uh, keep listening keep signing in uh go check out the the facebook page we post a lot of a lot of funny memes every now and then some informational type stuff and just whatever i feel like uh is is funny neat or interesting i'm gonna i'm gonna post there and uh shout out to uh don't be a gunsel again they uh they've been a sponsor of the show and i appreciate it and uh Go check them out. Don't be a gunsel on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, buy some merch. Use the promo code Burning Daylight. Help a fella out on both ends and get some cool stuff for yourself. Uh, it's pretty inexpensive and it's pretty pretty good quality stuff. So go check them out. Uh, Y'all have a wonderful day. Call your call your dads. Wish them a happy Father's Day and all you dads out there. Uh, enjoy your day. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Let's have a good week, and uh, I'll catch back up with you tomorrow, but I gotta get some move your ass. We're burning daylight. I want you to, um, I want you to, to, if you don't mind, Carl, I'd like you to stay out and help us on some songs. Play the I'd guitar. Love to. One of the greatest guitar players as well as songwriters and singers in the business. Thank Appreciate you. a little help on the guitar, all right? Love it. Thank you, well, my daddy left home when I was three And he didn't leave much to Ma and me Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze Now, I don't blame him cause he run and hid But the meanest thing that he ever did Was before he left, he went and named me Sue Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke And it got a lot of laughs from lots of folks Seems I had to fight my whole life through 
Some gal would giggle and I'd get rid And some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue Well, I grew up quick and I grew up mean My fists got hard and my wits got keen Roamed from town to town to hide my shame But I made me a vow to the moon and stars I'd search the honky-tonks and bars And kill that man that gave me that awful name Well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July And I'd just hit town and my throat was dry I thought I'd stop and have myself a groove At an old saloon on a street of mud There at a table dealing stud Such a dirty mangy dog that named me Sue Well, I knew that snake was my own sweet dad From a worn-out picture that my mother'd had And I knew that scar on his cheek and his evil eye He was big and bent and gray and old And I looked at him and my blood ran cold And I said, my name is Sue How do you do? Now you gonna die! Well, I hit him hard right between the eyes And he went down, but to my surprise Come up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear But I busted a chair right across his teeth And we crashed through the wall and into the street Kicking and a-gouging in the mud and the blood and the beard I tell you, I fought tougher men But I really can't remember when He kicked like a mule and he bit like a crocodile I heard him laugh and then I heard him cuss And he went for his gun and I pulled mine first He stood there looking at me and I saw him smile And he said, son, this world is rough And if a man's gonna make it, he's gotta be tough And I know I wouldn't be there to help you along So I give you that name and I said goodbye I knew you'd have to get tough or die And it's that name that helped to make you strong Yeah said, now you just fought one hell of a fight And I know you hate me and you got the right to kill me now And I wouldn't blame you if you do But you ought to thank me before I die For the gravel in your guts and the spit in your eye Cause I'm the son of a bitch that named you Sue Yeah, well what could I do? What could I do? I got all choked up and I threw down my gun Called him a paw and he called me a son And I come away with a different point of view And I think about him now and then Every time I try and every time I win And if I ever have a son I think I'm gonna name him Bill or George, any damn thing But Sue, I still ain't that thing 